Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Coco Show. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Super Pitfall. Super Pitfall. Now, this is the third game in the Pitfall series, yes. correct? Yes, yes. Um, I want to go, I want to turn back the clock all the way back to the first game in the Pitfall series. Do you remember the first time that you saw Pitfall? Absolutely. I remember playing it. It was in a uh, store, you know, because we didn't have a, a, a Atari 2600 at the time. And uh, I was like, wow, look at the graphics on that. It was so nice. Uh, and it was a game that you went over multiple screens, which again, this was, I, I know this stuff sounds sort of dopey now, but I mean, this was sort of a stunner. You're like, whoa, it's not, you're not trapped on one screen. Other games had sort of done that, but I mean, this game looked good. It, you know, like a, it, the gators looked like gators you could swing across. I mean, Indiana Jones was, of course, a big deal, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. The right game, right time. Yeah. And of course, the Activision style of the day with the with the nice graphics, they're very colorful the way they did stuff. They were very, um, they knew all the tricks. And so this game fell right in line. Now, it's not a game I go back to often now, but at the time, I, it was, I thought it was quite impressive. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw this, I was still really, really young. In fact, it might have been before I even saw the Nintendo. I saw Pitfall there. My next door neighbor had a variety of 2600 games, and I definitely remember seeing Pac-Man, Defender and Pitfall. And Pitfall was the most impressive because like you said, it felt like a real world in there. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just a static screen. It was it was amazing. And um, the fact that they were able to do something like that with the incredibly small technical limitations of the Atari was amazing. And the fact that they were able to do Pitfall 2 on the Atari was even more amazing. I believe Pitfall 2 on the Atari actually had extra circuitry in it, as I recall, yeah, for the, for the that music. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> Pitfall 2 is my favorite of the series. Now, explain for people that aren't so familiar, what makes Pitfall 2 different than Pitfall 1? Pitfall 2 came... Well, it's funny. Pitfall was so popular, it got a Saturday morning cartoon. Right. And uh, they actually implemented the characters in the cartoon in the in the in the game. Uh, uh, I believe it was the, uh, his niece was Rhonda. I believe was her name, and also his the a quick claw, which was this like mountain lion thing that lived with it with Pitfall Harry was in. Was it. this a speaking character? Yeah. Speaking oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so if you when you start Pitfall two, you can see Quick Claw like cowering underneath, you know. And so uh, and then you go rescue her, and you also have to get a diamond. I, it's funny, I, and uh, just just probably two, not even two months ago, I finally beat Pitfall 2 on the Atari 8-bit, and then lo and behold, I, I happened to pick the only version that has extra levels in it. So you, I was totally you, distraught, because I've spent a long time trying to beat this So you didn't actually beat it I, Well, shut up, dude. <laughs> that's exactly the kind of jerk state, and I was, I, that's why I was pissed off in the first place. But yeah, I, I like Pitfall 2. The mechanics, again, you get the solid, beautiful, colorful graphics of the first game, with, but more fleshed out. Uh, you've got all the water elements. The music was dynamic, so it would, it would play. It would just play a normal so song, and then when you got gold, it would pep up. And when so you got like killed, it's like Lionheart in that in that it would, regard. When you got killed, it'd be sort of a dirgy version, you know. And it had an it had a checkpoint system for when you died. Was there any sort of persistent save involved with on the Atari computer version? No, okay. I, not at least not to my knowledge. No password or anything and, and like that. And the Coco that. version was quite good, by the way, of Pitfall Two. Uh, it wasn't as colorful as, as some of the other versions, but it was every bit as good. The sound was great on it, you know. 
And that's really where I played most of, uh, spent most of my hours playing Pitfall 2 was was on the uh, Coke. Have you have you played much Pitfall 2? No. Uh, in fact, uh, I've only played Pitfall 1. I've never played Pitfall 2. So I'm going to have to give that a shot. In fact, maybe the Cocoa version should be the version that I Absolutely. And, and uh, 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 Nick just mentioned it, and I for, totally forgot about this because I've got one of these, but the, the Pitfall 2 on the Coco actually supports the the speech pack. Oh. So added bonus. I believe, I, I think it, I, I don't know, it's just strictly for music. I'm not, I can't remember. It's been so long as I ain't fooled with it. But yeah, that, that was something I wanted to put on the list. That's for sure. Now, before we dive into Super Pitfall. You've been tangling I've with been, something yeah, for like hours. This is the, this is the all-time <laughs> most difficult package to open on the air of all time. But I, I've been watching while talking. And it's, it's been pretty funny. I, uh, I, I, I have cut the final parts of the tape. Okay. And we are ready for... This is something from our good buddy Jonas. Yeah, this is part two of the gift that he sent us. If you remember last week, we uh, unwrapped a picture of the uh, ad that was blown up. Yeah, it was real nice, yeah. And here we have actually blown up the patent... Uh, for oh, the Tandy nice. Color Computer. Look at that, and it's got a, it's got everything, all the different angles. Oh, that's so clever. Gosh, I would have never thought to do that. Yeah. It's got the patent stuff up through and here. And this is, a, per great, this is a perfect thing, because, you know, I never thought about this, but patents are all, you know, in the public domain. And so, you know, like, the, the th <laughs> thank you so much for, for taking the trouble of blowing this thing up. This is going to... Now... Um, we'll we'll have to fight over who gets what. Well, no, you can leave, you can it should be displayed as one piece. You can display it up here. It, it looks nice. Look at that. I saw a guy on LGR uh, do some stuff with patents. That was sort of his gimmick. Mm -hmm. And that, but I think that's super clever. That's so nice. Yeah. That'll look great. You can put that right up there, but and then you have it all in one like nice display. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jonas. This is super super cool. Now I would never you, you want to take a guess at when this patent was filed? Seventy eight. 1983. What's it for? Is this the Coco 2? This is it's the Coco 2, I bet. It's got to be maybe. Look at that button right there. Oh no, this was okay, it was filed in 80, it was granted okay, in 83. There you okay. Go. Yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Pretty neat. Pretty cool. I love it. Thank you. All right, Aaron. That'll that'll be great. That'll be great to put up. We've put this off long enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. <laughs> to delve into the darkness. I mean, it's time to talk about Super Pitfall, which Super, I guess you are delving into the darkness. Sort of, yeah. So Super Pitfall uh, released uh, well into the game in 88. You know, I, I have to say I never saw this one uh, on my original run with the Coco and was surprised when it popped up on, on our second go-around. Uh, uh, this is a game done by the, the, the man, the myth, the legend, Steve Jork, uh, for Activision. Uh, this requires a Coco 3 and 128K of memory. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, and I don't know how you played this, uh, this game uh, really needs two buttons. You need the deluxe joystick on this one. And so I ended up playing this on the keyboard uh, for, for a couple reasons, which I'll get into. I, but I, I played, every time I played this was on the, on the so keyboard. So if you play this with a, the deluxe joystick, you get full two-button support? I don't know. Okay. I, would, I, don't, one, think, I don't think that you do. I don't I'll, think that the, I don't the deluxe know. joystick has two-button support. Well, no, the, no, yeah, it absolutely does. The two-button version has two-button it's support. Got, it's got full two it's buttons. It's got two buttons. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I used know. to have one. It was awesome. So what is... What is Super Pitfall? Well, Pit, Super Pitfall, like Boat mentioned, sort of the last in the, and, and well, it's not really the last in the Pitfall series, but it was the third in a Pitfall series, but it's sort of the last, it's definitely the last one in the Coco. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this game is, uh, 
it's sort of like it's a lot like uh, Pitfall Two, with a different uh, it's a different engine and it's, it looks markedly different, doesn't it? Boat, you you play uh, the uh, Pitfall Harry, the great Pitfall Harry. Pitfall Harry, for whatever reason, is dressed like an idiot. I don't. I, <laughs> well, I don't, that's a little hard. <laughs> I hate what he's wearing. He's but wearing a pith helmet, and he's that's wearing, a pith helmet. Yeah. I, I never liked. I never. I, it looked like I don't know. He's it looks wearing like a coal a, miner. He's wearing a blue jumper and some green pants. Yeah, I it's don't like Mr. Green Jeans. He's just. He looks like a, a Keystone Cop. Or yeah, something. he does. He looks like. You Keystone remember that? Cop. And, and yeah. of course, they did the Keystone mm -hmm. Cops, and I never liked what he looked like. He doesn't look cool. One of the first things you're going to do in this game is find out that Pitfall Harry can also obtain a gun, mm -hmm. which I also don't like. Yeah. Pitfall Harry never had a gun in the first two games, so in this game, you, instead of just dodging all the critters, you can shoot, you can light them up. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will say, I killed these critters with glee and delight because these these critters were irritating. Yeah. All get out. They're also get, relative to the size of Harry, they are ginormous. Yeah, the, 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 these are <laughs> now the usual cast of characters are here. Uh, you've got frogs, mm -hmm. you've got snakes. Uh, you've also got bats. You've got weird bugs. You've got scorpions. You've got uh, like piranhas. Uh, uh, you've also got uh, apparently. Now I had to read this. I never saw them, but you've also apparently got Quick Claw and Rhonda, who are in this one as well, and the diamond. So, like I said, a lot of this goes sort of hand in hand with the with the first with the second game. Um, this game has 270 screens. Uh, on the uh, and I guess the, I don't know if the Coco version is any different. Now, I know this this version of of Pitfall got released on the Coco and I believe on the NES. Correct. Now you and I'm, a lot of people have played the NES version. Of this and not so many have played the Coco. I'm, I'm guessing you've probably played the NES I've played version. Both. Of this. So oh, uh, yeah, obviously. So um, how would you say this stacks up? Just before we get into the meat of it, how does this stack up? Is it is it pretty much the same? I'll tell you what. Let's talk about the game first. Okay. It makes sense, and then we'll go back, and I'll tell okay, you Okay, fair enough, through. fair enough. So, uh, one thing that struck me right away is this game is not super quick. Okay, well, let me let me backtrack further. Just my personal experience. <clears throat> I got this game some months ago and played it uh, and uh, put it away. And when I went back to play it again this week, I could not get this game to run on my actual Coco to save my life. I don't know what I was doing wrong. I've got two versions of this. One version is the original, and one's like a version with a speed hack that's used to that's used to. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, occasionally I mentioned, El Curtis Boyle and a few others are doing uh, basically upgrades to to let some of these games run at a quicker pace if you have a newer processor installed, which I do. For whatever reason, I don't know if I've forgotten the method to do it, but I couldn't get this thing to to work. It kept crashing. I don't know why. Uh, but I have played this on my Coco, but I was forced to play it on the uh, emulator, which wasn't really a bad thing. Uh, the uh, Virtual Coco emulator is an excellent emulator, so I played it. I played it on both. Um, I use the keyboard on both. Like I said, I, the one thing you can do in this, since you shoot, is you can shoot and you can jump. Mm -hmm. uh, now I don't know how much you use shooting. I'm guessing not that much, since you you were probably using the joystick and the keyboard yeah, so in combination. Yeah, so you know, if you uh, if you're using the joystick, you can use space for your gun. Right. And it is incredibly awkward, to say the least, to have to take your hands off your controls to to hit the space bar. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, and I, so I'm assuming, and the thing is, you don't have to get the gun or shoot, uh, but it helps a lot. Yeah. I will say this, and you have a limited amount of ammo, and there are multiple guns in the game. I noticed that too. Now, one thing you're going to notice when you load this up, because Pitfall Harry starts in front of these sort of like I don't know, like ruins. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and one thing you're going to notice right away is that everything in this compared to your previous outings is sort of pudgier looking and, uh, uh, or doughier looking. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense, yeah. both? Well, what they tried to do was they tried to zoom in on the action because we're, we're, we're playing with newer, newer hardware here, and so they wanted to make everything more detailed. Mm. And in order to make things more detailed, you have to blow everything up. Unfortunately, because of the you know the art direction here, uh, in the in in blowing things up and making it more detailed, it's just like you said, everything looks kludgier. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look nearly as cool as when things were less detailed but further away. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, and 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 this, uh, um, the, if you compare, if you combine that with sort of a kind of the dopey way it runs mm -hmm. the whole operation just feels kind of dopey yeah even when you shoot the bullets from the gun the bullets are big and dopey yeah. and looking they, and, and they weird move, they move at a very slow speed yeah it's, it's real it's and the snakes and all the critters are kind of dopey looking mm -hmm. it's just when you're used to the aesthetic from the first couple games and i thought the second game carried the, it over pretty well yeah this one do, just doesn't something else that's uh, uh, that i thought was strange is in the first one, uh, or in the second game, you had these uh, waterfalls, and you had the, and they had water, and it was done in a certain way that was pretty pleasing. In this game, the water doesn't do anything. The waterfalls just sort of almost like a, uh, almost like a another character to avoid. Yeah. And and they're weird looking. I don't like. I just I didn't like the way this game looked. Yeah. I, I, I never clear, had. I mean, this this game definitely is in the under the influence of Super Mario Brothers, where you've got you know a, a character. If you look at Pitfall here, his jumping <laughs> animation. Yeah. It is right out of Super Mario. He Brothers. does. He does the he yeah. does the arms yeah. thing. I never thought about um, that. And uh, you, and this is just another example of just because you can make a game sort of look like Super Mario Brothers, it's not going to have the you same charm. You think that charm. was? You think that when they put this together, that was the plan is to come up with oh, something like that? I mean, how could you not think that? Well, I mean, I, it's funny. It's I never like, really thought. Well, it, coming it, for, at this from the Coco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you look at it from the perspective, okay, you know, Pitfall Harry really set the standard for like you know these massive adventure games. You know, let's keep that exploration viewpoint, but let's add gameplay that mimics what can be found in Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. This is what you'd come up with. Now, um, the gameplay in this is your standard run and jump and go down ladders and jump mm -hmm. pits. But the one thing that they added in this that I didn't appreciate are, and I don't, again, this is something I don't remember in the other games, are just blind drops mm -hmm. to your death. You know, most famously, this game is, uh, probably the most famous thing about this game is the fact that the first thing that you do is you encounter a ladder and you're like, oh, it's pitfall. I'm going to go down this yeah. ladder, find some gold. No, you go down the ladder, it drops you into a pit of spikes and you die. And you die, and you yeah. die. And there, are, and there are plenty of places where you have jumps that appear too wide and you i made some of these jumps and you have to <clears throat> this requires pixel perfect accuracy and timing now i think on the coco it's probably a little easier to do the speed but i can imagine i've I actually played this on the nintendo before i played it on the coco like I, said, I didn't realize there was a coco version of this until in, until the last year mm -hmm. and so i had played the nintendo version of this because i loved pitfall and so when i saw super pitfall who like, can say no right, to that? Exactly. And I, I hated it on the, I hated mm -hmm. on the Nintendo. And from what I've heard, it is a oft-hated game. And amongst the reasons it's oft-hated uh, uh, are the is to beat it. You have to go through a bunch of crazy secret stuff that's almost impossible to even figure out. Well, not to mention the fact that when you're playing this game in like the real way, everything is hidden. 
You know, you, you, you have to turn. One thing we should talk about is the option screen of this game. Okay. Okay. So this game, there's a bunch of different ways to play it. I will say this. This is yet another example of a Coco game that does the right thing when it comes to your option screen. Yeah, okay. the option screen was easy to use and had a, a wealth of options. For yeah. Once. Now, the way to play this game and actually have fun is to play what's called the explore mode. Where you don't die. Where you don't yeah. die. Which is, I okay. did play that, yeah. And that lets you basically go through and collect the treasures. And, I mean, you can die, but you have infinite lives, basically. You you start from where you left off. Um, and that... That's the only way you can have any kind of fun with this. Uh, you can also turn toggle an option that turns the invisible treasures to visible, which <laughs> yeah. why you'd make treasure invisible doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. It also makes it that's totally non-fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the options are the option screen is essential. It's difficult to get to the explore mode because it is in there with the one and two player options. It's like one player game, two player game, explore mode. It's not immediately apparent how to find that. Uh, well, I, having the ability to change the difficulties per player, it, it is great. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, I, that, is, that is something we, and we've seen that a couple times. Now, I'm trying to think of the last time we saw it, Boaster. We, we just saw it recently where well, you is, can- Is it on Popeye where you can do it that? May, yeah, or I think, Sailor Man? I think it was on, mm -hmm. I think you're right. Uh, so that's a welcome option, but really, if you're gonna sit down and play this two players, one player is going to be bored to death probably for a while, yeah. and and uh, or the game's going to end quick. Right. Uh, this game, let me ask you. Now, I, I gave this game quite a bit of attention. I, I played it a lot a couple of weeks ago. Now I've played it a lot this week, uh, as much as I could. But I mean, uh, did you have much success? I mean, I wasn't sure what success was. Did you ever rescue anyone, for example? No. I never did either. I don't. I, don't well, I didn't even see anybody to rescue. I know they were out there. Yeah, I, I viewed this as just like another one of the Pitfall games where I don't know what to do in Pitfall. You know, in Pitfall, I just kind of you know hang around the world, try and get by places and stuff, jump well, around. Well, Pitfall too. And, it, it's sort of it, it, there's a natural progression of the way you go down the cavern mm -hmm. that works. And so I thought, and and it's it, they've lined up treasure that way. I mean, there's a secret, a couple of secret elements of the second Pitfall that become obvious just from just your idle wanderings, okay? In mm -hmm. case you don't know it, there's this balloon, for example, that floats by, and you're like, I wonder what that's balloons for? Well, if you time it right, you can hold that balloon, and it carries you to a different there's area. There's a balloon in this There is too. a balloon yeah. in this. But the natural progression of the way you descend down the levels, take you figure it out on your own. Yeah, this is, this is much more open-ended. Uh, this, you know, you, you have the freedom to go almost anywhere from the beginning and you have lots and lots of choices. I think this was a game that they, they, they were hoping that you would map. Uh, this actually reminds me a lot of the last <laughs> Spectrum game that we played, Underworld. Which you, uh, you, did you play a little Underworld? No, no you, I didn't you were play down that for the one. count. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was very similar in that you just have this massive world to explore, and you're left to your own devices. So um, now, now it's time for me to talk a little bit about the NES version. Okay, please. Okay, the NES version and the Coco version are very, very similar, with only one big. I didn't notice the speed difference that much. Uh, I didn't think that this game, you know, I read reports that this game runs slow. Yeah. I didn't think it ran particularly slow. I mean, it wasn't the fastest thing in the world, but it didn't it didn't hinder my enjoyment. What does set the <laughs> NES version apart and make it a better game is that you are not window boxed. You get to see so much more of the screen. And in a yeah. game like this, that is very important because the more you can see, the more you can try to avoid. This is very similar to when we covered... Um, load runner for the Game Boy. 
uh, Load Runner in its computer yeah. form. Your dude is real small. You can see the whole stage. It's fun to play. On the Game Boy, they did exactly what they did with Super Pitfall. Exactly. They made your dude bigger, more detailed, more dopey looking, and let you see less of the stage. I will, I'm assuming, let's go on the assumption that the letterboxing on this was the limitation of the system mm -hmm. with what was happening. You know, I, uh, uh, because, and we know uh, Jorks is one of the he's one of the top, if not the top guy. So, um, you know, yeah, so. and and again, this is why I think that this game needs 128k RAM is because the CPU is so weak comparatively to you know other systems that they they had to make it up in RAM, just like the Donkey Kong emulator. Mm -hmm. You know, they make it all up in RAM. Right, right, right. Um, you know. I wish I could say more about this, but I mean, it's a simple game when you break it down. You mm -hmm. run around. I will say they put, they put a lot of stuff annoyingly too low for your gun, and so that makes it hard to jump. Mm -hmm. It's irritating. Yeah. Uh, it, but I mean, there are little indentations that sometimes you can get into and kind of whack them. Mm -hmm. They do give you, you know, you get a goodly amount of man. I wanted to ask you, what is the little ace of spades you pick up for? Do we no have any idea. ideas on that? No idea. I wasn't sure about that either. I, I didn't remember. Of course, again, that was something that wasn't in, in, in the second one. You know, this game, there is, I think there could be something here. It's not like I was repulsed by the game. I didn't hate it. it I mean, and the thing is, on the Coco, this is quite an achievement. To, you know, that's a lot of screens yeah. smashed into a cartridge. You know, and, and uh, I, it, like you said, it's not like, I mean, it moves slow, but it's not like glacial. It's no. like you're screwed. I mean, it's, you, you, it's, it's just that uh, I found the game sort of, I, don't, I hate to say it, it's kind of pointless. I mean, I would. I mean, I would, if you play this for score, you got something, and and you can actually pad your score if mm -hmm. you even know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I sort of played it for score and just to see how long I could survive. But since I'm used to playing Pitfall Two so much, where you actually have a, a, your a mission to get to, and I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere or yeah. know what the where to go. Yeah. It made it more frustrating to me. So if I play it for points, I have a lot more fun than I playing it to go on the assumption I could try to beat something. But I mean, otherwise, the deaths are just like pitfall. I mean, oh, I accidentally hit the scorpion. Oh, I accidentally touched a, a snake. I only saw one scorpion, but I saw tons of snakes, tons of bugs, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and she, the, those huge frogs are everywhere too. And the frogs will chase you around, mm -hmm. you know. So it's one of those. I. I this one's one of those where I'm going to just say it's a mixed bag, you know, and leave it at that. Yeah, I don't hate this as much <laughs> as um, as a lot of people do. A lot of people think that this is one of the worst games ever, and I think a lot of that just bec is because it comes on the heels of Pitfall 2, which was such a great yeah. game. Curtis mentions that you can c collect all... He's in chat. He mentions you can get all this different card suits for points, but I never saw anything but the spades. I never Maybe saw any they're of just the too far buried They may be, the because, yeah. you know, due to my, due to my suckery uh, on this thing. Curtis actually found us, dug us up a couple uh, uh, magazine articles on this one. This is a rainbow uh, from uh, eighty from eighty eight. Uh, they they say that the graphics are great. Uh, it provides hours of enjoyment for uh, uh, adventures of every age, and this one belongs in your Coco library. So they were very high on it. And uh, you know, uh, well, not too one, bad. One one wonders how many games there were left to add to the Coco Library. At well, this time yeah, too. fair, fair enough, fair, fair enough. But I mean, they were, they were still cooking halfway decently uh, back in, back in those days. I should mention that this was all you know. This was a thirty dollar cartridge, mm -hmm. not too bad. Was that the that was about the going rate for carts, was it? <laughs> in at that year, I don't know what in in eight in, in that I was out the door by then, so mm -hmm. I don't know what they were going for. It's funny, like so we didn't end up buying 
that many cards. So I, it, it's my experience in that is, are, is pretty limited. And this one, like I said, I, I have to say, I really was surprised that a game that is this. I mean, again, you're only getting a game like this on this and the NES. That's got to be a super rare yeah. that those are the only two systems that get a game. Very odd. Say? Yeah, very it's very odd. I, I would like to be privy to the negotiations where they were like, well, we know we got to put this out on the NES because the NES is the NES. Let's put it out on the Coco 3. Like, I wonder if Radio Shack gave them a bunch of extra money or, you know, something like that. Because it's just weird that they wouldn't put it out on the C64 or something like that. I will say, they went to the main man. So, I, I'm guessing that Short uh, did the best he could, given the, given what he had to work with. But an interesting, an, if anything, an anomaly and something worth checking out just for the sake of doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, and if you can beat this one, I'd like to shake your hand. <laughs> yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's a definitely a toughy one. Yeah, I have seen uh, speed runs of the NES version. <laughs> yeah. Um, which wow, is in effect, a speed run. Yeah, right? which, How long does it take? Well, there's a lot of, there's a, you can exploit so many of the like collision detection to jump through walls and things oh, like that. Oh, I see. And so uh, you can do it, I think in like 20 minutes or something like that. It's still not a short speed run, but uh, it is interesting to see all the different hacks uh, no one has attempted that, as far as I can tell, on the Coco version. Yeah, I didn't but... see a whole lot of. I saw some versions out there, but it's not like of any great length. You right. know, like and so I felt better about myself. Mm -hmm. It's not like someone was out there. I'm, I feel like I'm fairly confident. And I will say the one thing I should mention: the Coco keyboard is uh, 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 is a, it does a good job for these games. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, the Coco Three's got a real good keyboard. Uh, the uh, and I the the two button joystick. Because there were there was the deluxe choice that was with one button, and there was a two button version, as far as I remember. Uh, you know, there were some there was some support for mm -hmm. it. You know, uh, but uh, this would be one. Yeah, having to move your hand off the key to the keyboard to shoot is, yeah. a, is a pain. Now, I mean, in a way, it wasn't that big of a deal because the gun is not like you said; it's not necessary. But that, in a way, that made it even more <laughs> frustrating. It's like, why did they put this in the game at all? I was you know? shooting crap left and right. Were you? Yeah, just because I don't. I got, I got mad. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I got real mad, yeah. basically. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, as we close out the show, I do want to remind everybody that we do record this show um, when we record the Coco Show on Fridays uh, on <laughs> Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash/AmigosRetroGaming. Uh, and uh, if you are would like to support our channel over there, you can. Um, our um, our uh, subscribers over there are Silver Streak seventy two, Retro Jerry, Jost eighty, Bike Me six MMBRX, Chris Folds, Rushi MSX, Brother Bill, the Slow Norse, Anguish Autour, Peeplo, Go to Go Sub, La Sooner, G Webkey, Macintosh Librarian, Still Adolescing, Frodo NL and Wing Chun Wolf. Thank you guys for subbing in. If you have an Amazon Prime subscription and you would like to sub to our channel, that actually helps us and it costs you nothing. So uh, that would be cool. And of course, I would be remiss to not mention all of our fantastic Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash Show. We got Buttons, Jeff Landreth, Graham Vebke, <laughs> Wing Chun Wolf, and Curtis Boyle. You know, I forgot to mention this to you, but does I, I, does your Coco have the enhanced chip that you can use the hack for speed on it? No, did, no, I don't. Not, I don't. You don't, I, I, you don't have the cool guy chip. I think you've got to put that in yourself. I don't think that left any of the the factors. When I when that. I was playing this a couple months or a month or so ago, uh, I will say that does bring it up speed wise some. That's that that chip. It's not hard to install if you've got a Coco. 
and Curtis patches a lot of games, and it does make a difference. I mean, it's not like you're getting like a 50% speed boost, but I mean, you can tell a difference uh, when you have those hacks, and mm -hmm. so it's something I would recommend if you're a handy with a soldering iron. Okay, cool. All right, well, we will be back uh, in March with the next episode of The Coco Show, so thank you all.